Hello, and welcome to Cherry Records Industrial Industry Podcast. My name is Matt Brady, and I am the industrial industry leader here at Cherry Becker. So uh, we'd like to welcome you uh, for returning listeners. Thank you for uh, for tuning back in, uh, not only for this series, but for all our other podcasts and for our new listeners. Uh, we appreciate you joining us uh, here at Cherry Becker. Uh, we want to do more than core audit tax compliance. We want to really provide proactive uh, advice. And, and items like today around the CHIPS Act and the series we've been doing around the CHIPS Act are, are evidence of just that. So again, we appreciate you all tuning in today. Again, for those of you who joined us, uh, we've had three podcasts on the CHIPS Act so far. The first was an overview. Uh, the second was around uh, the new uh, one of the new credits, uh, one of the mini credits, because we'll talk about some more today. And then another was around the funding. So again, we appreciate you all joining us today uh, for podcast uh, number four in this series. Uh, today, we're going to talk through a couple of the interactions with the uh, not only the CHIPS Act, but the interaction with the IRA of 2022, a little bit more on the new advanced manufacturing credit, uh, Section 45X, and, and a few other uh, topics. So uh, before we get too far, uh, I'd be remiss if I didn't introduce our guest, Ron Wainwright. Uh, Ron is a partner in our strategic tax advisory group. Uh, and you'll re- recall his name and not only all the content he's given us on podcast one, two, and three. So, Ron, welcome back. Thank you, Matt. Good to be back. And uh, thank you for our returning listeners, as well as uh, our new listeners today. Yeah, and, and Ron, maybe maybe to that that latter point, kind of like we did in podcast one, two, and three, maybe we kick off with a a short uh, high level overview on the CHIPS Act and then and then I'll go ahead I think from there and maybe you can just start talking through some of the observations you've had uh, really between the interaction of the CHIPS Act uh, and the IRA of 2022. Thank you Matt. Uh, So as Matt commented uh, our series has been in regards to the CHIPS Act which is the creating helpful incentives to produce semiconductors for America acronym CHIPS Act which was signed into law on August 9th uh, of 2022 by President Biden as really part of what's referred to as the CHIPS and Science Act of 2022. It is a $52.7 billion package, which provides generous tax incentives to industrial and manufacturing companies, or really to increase the domestic production of of semiconductors. Um, While the incentives themselves are narrowly targeted, the expansion of the semiconductor production will really significantly benefit uh, many of the the manufacturers uh, that are listening in today and really throughout the the country. Um, We felt that it was appropriate that we transitioned a little bit uh, because post August 9th, we saw a second landmark piece of tax legislation occur, which is recalled the Inflation Reduction Act of 2022, which the president signed August 16th. And for our returning listeners, uh, remember the CHIPS Act uh, has a authorization of $52.7 billion, but more importantly, it has a appropriations of $200 billion. So when we think about the CHIPS Act, uh, it's really uh, $250 plus billion that will be focused on our manufacturers. Um, so again, significantly benefiting the, the manufacturing industry. Then followed by the Inflation Reduction Act of 2022, which was signed on August 16th, uh, that is $502 billion. And there are numerous provisions that, again, impact um, and benefit the the manufacturing industry. 
So Ron, yeah, appreciate the high level there. Um, I think one of the things we talked a bit about, and, and I think many of our listeners uh, probably came back with with questions and, and requests for additional feedback is, um, can we talk a little bit more about the new advanced manufacturing credit that we talked a bit about in one of the, the prior series? Uh, correct. So uh, our, our podcasts uh, specifically on the advanced manufacturing credit began to dig into the new or really uh, expanded 48D or the Advanced Manufacturing Investment Tax Credit. So uh, the United States, which really developed and pioneered the the CHIPS technology, uh, finds itself uh, too reliant currently on foreign producers of of semiconductors. Um, And while American companies really still dominate the global semiconductor industry, which really is, you know, accounts for nearly half of all the revenues, that really the share of the global production in the U.S. um, has dropped from 37% in 1990 to just 12% today. So this is really a national and and economic security threat. And so when we talked about the CHIPS Act and and the semiconductor conductor production. Um, Clearly, uh, the dynamics uh, have to change with respect to United States manufacturing um, to really continue uh, for us to be on the forefront of technological development um, in this key industry. There's really nothing that we touch today uh, that doesn't have some form of a a semiconductor or or a chip in it. Uh, Plus, we want to make sure that we are retaining that high skill and those high wage jobs in the United States. And so the the CHIPS, uh, which bill, um, actually has significant um, grants and uh, funding programs in there that will will really make up, as we talked in the the podcast, really that foreign cost differential. Um, But when we talked about the advanced manufacturing attached credit, or what's often referred to as AMITC, remember that it was based on two bipartisan bills, one out of the House and one out of the Senate. And the focus would be to counteract those trends of us dropping to really 12 percent of manufacturing today when we think about semiconductors and and increase that significantly. So how does that happen? Just as a, a reminder, is that the Advanced Manufacturing Investment Tax Credit now provides a 25 percent investment tax credit for investments Uh, made in semiconductor manufacturing, uh, stress the manufacturing. Um, The credit covers both manufacturing equipment as well as the construction of semiconductor manufacturing facilities. And it also includes incentives for manufacturers of the specialized tooling equipment, which of course is required in the semiconductor manufacturing process. Um, So the the goal again is is to put us as we were uh, and really created uh, the chips industry and the technology back to really number one in the world. And hopefully that advanced manufacturing ITC or investment tax credit uh, will drive that uh, forward for us. Um, And then that really blends in to, to what we'll talk about is, well, what provisions in the Inflation Reduction Act of 2022 can a manufacturing company take advantage of beyond this new advanced manufacturing investment tax credit, again, at 25%. Um, And keep in mind uh, 48D, and I'll explain that in a few minutes while that's important. 
Yeah, so, so Ron, and I know we've touched on it and kind of the overall theme here is the uh, for any of us who probably two, three, maybe five years ago didn't realize uh, how many of our uh, items we purchase day to day or or even larger purchases, certainly automobiles and all the chips. Uh, we It's certainly come to the front and the forefront over the past two and a half years. So making sure we're a global leader uh, is is has always been key, but certainly now understand and understood by, uh, by all Americans. So appreciate appreciate you going a little bit more into that. And so and I know you talked about a couple different credits. Um, maybe the next I would ask about is, you know, do you want to talk a little bit more and give a little detail around Section 45X PTC? Yes. Yeah, so as I commented, well, what we see in really both pieces of tax legislation, uh, the chips, again, very specifically focused on the manufacturing of semiconductors, so a, a very large impact, significant impact uh, with respect to our manufacturing clients. But then when we began to uh, really review the Inflation Reduction Act of 2022, what we saw there was really a, a broadening. Now, most people would assess based on either their reading or perhaps a podcast they may have listened to, that, well, really the Inflation Reduction Act of 2022 was really focused on, you know, kind of clean energy uh, a lot there. However, that is not the case. In, in fact, what we find is when you think about, I'll say, the broad Internal Revenue Code, we, we see production tax credits that are really contained in Section 45 of the statute. And then we see investment tax credits that are contained in Section uh, 48 of, of the, the statute. And so, as I mentioned, when we talked about new advanced manufacturing credit, um, which we discussed in, in a podcast number two in great detail, what qualifies, et cetera, that is 48D. So we find ourselves in, quote, the investment tax credit. Uh, but when we talk about um, 45X, we're no longer in the statute in 48, we're in, quote, a new statute which deals with the production tax credit. So let's talk a little bit more about what is being referred to as the advanced manufacturing credit or 45X. So within the Inflation Reduction Act of 2022, we see a new quote, production tax credit, which provides manufacturers of eligible components that are produced and sold by a taxpayer to what is deemed to be an unrelated party after 2022. And it generates a significant amount of additional credits. Um, so when we think about the production tax credits, we're talking about a manufacturer that really is manufacturing very specific components, which are going to be used in green energy or alternative energy, as well as other energy type matters. So when we think about energy, we normally think about solar, uh, wind, uh, there's credits in there for quote, battery projects, um, including blades and what are called nanocells, uh, wind turbines, uh, PV cells, PV wafers, uh, certain inventors, um, or inverters, solar grade polysilicon, polymetric black sheets, solar modules, torque tubes, um, structural fasteners. So you begin to see the, the breadth of this new, quote, production tax credit, 
for a manufacturer that may be manufacturing these various type of components that are ultimately going to be used in, quote, green energy or, or clean energy type systems. Um, the good news about this new Section 45X credit is that it is available in 2023, um, and then it goes all the way through components sold after 2032. So really, it's a 10-year credit. Um, as well as the production tax credit um, is very, quote, uh, substantive in regards to those manufacturers. So giving some examples around some of the components I mentioned. So if you think about a thin film photographic cell um, and you're generating or manufacturing that um, because you have now produced that, i.e. the production credit, uh, you are eligible for a, a four cents uh, per watt that could be generated. If you think about a, a PV wafer, as I mentioned, that's actually $12 a square meter. Um, when you think about wind energy component type uh, manufacturing, that's actually 10%. Um, and so a uh, torque tube I mentioned, that's 87 cents per kilogram. So when you begin to think about the breadth of the 45X or the advanced manufacturing credit. Remember that you're eligible for these production tax credits as a manufacturer of these eligible components that ultimately would be produced and, and sold to, to an unrelated party, again, beginning in 2023. Um, and again, depending upon the type of component you're manufacturing is ultimately going to determine the credit amount that you are entitled to uh, as a manufacturer. Yeah, Ron, I know I know our clients and certainly our listeners, uh, whenever we start talking about credits, uh, obviously that that's the result of uh, or produces some tax savings. So I think that's always a positive. And so, you know, we've, we've talked about a few and there's more than a few in this bill. And I, I think one of the other aspects you and I were talking about offline is the extension of the advanced energy project credit for manufacturers. Do you want to, maybe this is a nice segue into that? Uh, correct. So again, what I would tell our listeners is that the depth and breadth of now the available, whether it's an investment tax credit or a production tax credit for our manufacturers is very, very broad. And we don't have time to cover all of them today. Uh, but we will at least want to focus in, as I said uh, earlier, on some kind of, of the key PTCs and ITCs as they're referred to. So when we think about the, quote, advanced energy product project credit, Section 48C, so going back to my, remember, 45X tells us that, you know, that's, quote, a production tax credit. Um, but then Section 48 is that investment tax credit. So we find ourselves when we talk about advanced energy project credits, again, based on ITC. So what did the Inflation Reduction Act do for manufacturers? It revised and extended this advanced energy project credit. Um, the credit is really available for manufacturers for very wide range of renewable energy equipment. Um, and ultimately will be focused on manufacturing facilities related to the production uh, of such equipment. So when you think about the advanced energy product credit, um, it is what is referred to as an allocated credit, but the IRA will allocate $10 billion 
of credit attributable to these manufacturing facilities that are attributable to the manufacturing uh, and facilities of the production equipment that is ultimately going to be utilized in clean energy and other broad uh, terms as defined in the statute. Um, so the base credit uh, will be 6% and a manufacturer could uh, earn up to a multiplier of five, uh, which is often referred to as the bonus credit, which is available. So you literally could find yourselves. Um, and again, when we talk about bonus credits, and we'll talk a little bit deeper about this, this is when we get into what uh, was placed in IRA or the Inflation Reduction Act around prevailing wage and, and apprenticeship requirements uh, that are going to be met. But right now, uh, for our manufacturers, know that we have not seen guidance uh, and likely will not see guidance until next year. Um, so beginning uh, almost immediately, you need to begin to plan and think through uh, not only the advanced energy production credit, again, 45X, which, which kind of ties back to that new advanced manufacturing credit, but then also begin to plan for this 48C or the advanced energy project credit, which again can be a credit that is deemed to be by facility and or by the production of the equipment, depending on where it's ultimately utilized. So very complex area, very uh, uh, broad area from a depth and breadth of the credits. And as Matt correctly said, remember that credit is, is a dollar for dollar offset uh, against your tax liability. Uh, but then we'll talk about some of the other changes that were in IRA around how do you potentially monetize these credits? Yeah, Ron, and, and thank you for that uh, overview. Uh, again, uh, numerous uh, volume of credits, we'll call it. Um, so in your assessment, I know we talked a bit about this uh, just as we've gone deeper into this over the past three podcasts, but you know, what do you see the CHIPS Act IRA of 2022 um, really doing from a, um, a positioning perspective for the industrial manufacturing uh, here in the U.S.? Well, I think the industrial manufacturing uh, industry is going to explode um, for a number of reasons. One, because of the broad definitional terms, whether it's in the CHIPS Act, the Semiconductor Act, and or the Inflation Reduction Act. Um, we have talked about the investment tax credits. We've talked about some of the production tax credits that are so important. So, when we think about the manufacturing industry as a whole, over really the next five years, uh, there will be close to $750 billion of capital from, you know, whether it's an investment tax credit or a production tax credit, or a number of the provisions around grants, uh, guaranteed loans, et cetera, very similar to what we see in, in the CHIPS Act. So I, I would tell you that the policy behind this is, of course, to make us the world leader in the manufacturing of semiconductor, quote, chips. But the Inflation Reduction Act of 22 is to make us the world leader in manufacturing components for semiconductors, but then also all of the business components when we think about clean energy and green energy and all of the 
uh, various types of alternative energy. So I think we're we're almost in a uh, a renaissance um, in when it comes to our uh, industrial clients. Um, a lot out there. Obviously, we stand ready to help you and guide you forward because it is a, a complex area of law. Um, and what I would say to you as well is that it's it's interesting as we begin to uh, really uh, look through. Uh, the two pieces of legislation that really kind of work in tandem. Um, so I would give you a highlight from 2022 through 2024 from a planning perspective. Uh, the CHIPS Act, as well as the Inflation Reduction Act, ultimately extends, expands and modifies um, the Section 45 production tax credits and the Section 48 investment tax credits. When we get beyond 2024, we enter into a new world of quote, you know, tax law. So begin to think about the complexity in 2025 through 2032, as I mentioned, where the Inflation Reduction Act establishes what are now known as technology neutral production tax credits, as well as investment tax credits. Um, so again, that goes to what is really referred to as the clean energy production credit, as well as the clean energy investment tax credit. So when I talk about a renaissance, think about where here in 2022, um, the bulk of these provisions will be over the next five years, uh, but they ultimately extend all the way through 2032. So um, it'll really uh, a lot out there for us to uh, to digest, interpret and for manufacturers um, to take advantage of. Absolutely, Ron. And 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 I think to that end, uh, as we've noted throughout these this podcast series, is that is voluminous. Uh, there's quite a bit to cover, and so uh, you know to that end, we had originally planned on doing four podcasts, but we'll go ahead and share at this point that our intention is to have uh, three trailing podcasts, which we'll talk a little bit more about here momentarily. Um, and one of them is actually around, uh, like many of you, are, our listeners are probably thinking through, is how do you monetize um, these these new energy credits? So, with that, Ron, do you want to give a sneak preview and a high high level overview of what will ultimately be our fifth in this podcast series around uh, ways to really monetize some of these credits? Absolutely, thank you, Matt. And this is where, as I mentioned, you know, when you think about upwards of seven hundred fifty billion dollars being placed into um, manufacturers and the industry as a whole really over the next five, but potentially, um, you know, 10 years, what we see is some key concepts that came out of the Inflation Reduction Act. Um, key concepts in regard to, well, how do I monetize these credits? And as Matt said, we're going to do a much deeper dive. But know that there are really two provisions um, and we'll have to deal uh, with the very specific type of ITC or PTC we're dealing with. But there is a direct pay uh, option around credit monetization. So what that means is that uh, in certain circumstances, a taxpayer can elect for direct payment of the tax credit from the, the federal government. Um, and uh, obviously, there's very specific credits, whether it's ITC or PTC, that are eligible for the direct pay. Um, but if you don't find yourselves in the direct pay, then there is also what's referred to as a taxpayer can elect to transfer all or any part of the tax credit to an unrelated taxpayer in exchange for cash. So that's obviously the creation of I earn a credit, ITC or PTC, 
and I may not be able to fully utilize that. Um, so now I, I can, quote, sell that credit um, and I can sell that credit for capital or cash uh, as well, as long as it's to an unrelated party. So really two key concepts, direct pay and then the transferability of credits, depending on what we're dealing with. Um, and actually, the transferability is, is broader than 45 and 48, um, as well as when we think about some of the things we kind of touched on today, um, 45X is actually a direct pay credit. So when we think about the advanced manufacturing credit in, in so far as the 45X credit, that actually is, is a direct pay. Um, so really a lot of information out there, and we hope you will uh, join us uh, for podcast number five and then six and seven as we continue to uh, hopefully educate and, and identify opportunities for the listeners um, to work with Jerry Beckert in regards to uh, the energy uh, areas that we see in not only the CHIPS Act, but also uh, the Inflation Reduction Act of 2022. Yeah, Ron, fantastic and and a great, great way to wrap up here because I think we've We've covered quite a bit, and uh, yet we still have more that we want to cover. So, uh, again, we want to thank our listeners today. Uh, you know, as as a partial listener in all this, uh, certainly I have plenty of takeaways. Uh, and, and probably the f- first and foremost is just around the fact that the CHIPS Act and um, IRA of 2022, among other bills, really are all poised at positioning the U.S. to emerge as the global leader in, in chips manufacturing and a global leader in the industry sector. So uh, again, we talked a bit about that and also the volume of the credits and incentives to accomplish that that uh, long-term goal. So um, as we noted, there will be a podcast uh, five after this, which is a deeper dive into those uh, ways to monetize the energy credits. We'll then follow that up with a sixth podcast around the 45Q credit for carbon oxide sequestration. Uh, and then the seventh in the series, and again, that's our intention to keep it, but our intention was to keep it at four too, and it's just proof that there's there's quite a bit in these acts. The seventh will be around the technology neutral credits. So um, again, we appreciate uh, all our listeners. Uh, Ron, thank you very much for joining us today. Um, we hope that you all, uh, if you haven't listened to one, two, and three in this series, please uh, feel free to go back and listen to those. Those can be found on cbh.com. Um, again, the overview, some funding mechanisms, and uh, a, a particular piece around the uh, new advanced manufacturing credit. Uh, and then we hope you listen to five, six, and seven. So thank you all for your time. Thank you again, Ron. Thank you, Matt. And uh, we look forward to uh, hopefully you listening in on on five, six, and seven. Um, more to come, uh, but really, uh, uh, as I say, there's really a lot of energy uh, pun intended, uh, around chips as well as uh, the Inflation Reduction Act, credits and incentives that our manufacturers and our industrial, uh, hopefully clients can take advantage of. Absolutely. So thank you all. We stand by to help and look forward to having you join us for a trailing series. Have a great day.